Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this service as we send off our longtime friends, Johnny and Gina Hyatt. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 13. We're going to take a look at that. Let me just tell you how our service is going to move forward. This Sunday is a Sunday that we uh, commission the Hyatt family uh, as they take off and they go to the, the summery, beautiful palm trees of Kansas City, Missouri, where there's absolutely no cold or snow in December. And so uh, I'm going to take a few moments. I'll take about 20 minutes and I'll just share with you a little bit of Acts 13 and then I'm going to call them up and then they're going to share a little bit and then we're going to share a little bit and then we're going to pray over them. And then we are gonna, we're going to have a celebration out in the lobby, just hang out together, let them say. There, it's never, it's never uh, you know, uh, in thinking about this morning, too, um, I thought this was a good time for us to kind of talk about, and me understanding, actually maybe me, uh, me talking to me, uh, understanding a little bit more about what the Lord is doing in terms of us being this... I'll say the word because the word family, this apostolic center, so to speak, if I can use that word, if I come in line with the word of the Lord, which is I'm still reluctant to do, um, but he'll slap me around if I don't in a good, loving, God is good way. Um, and I, as I was praying about this morning, I was thinking this, this is a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about that uh, and kind of explore uh, what that all means in terms of sending people, and uh, it, us being this this, uh, and I believe that the Lord is. We are going to send more people, and there will be those that will be here that will be building, and they'll be equipping, and they'll be they'll be stationed here. They'll be this is the base, but then there are those that the Lord is going to release into other nations of the world, and we get to partner with them as they as they go. And this is not unusual. This is not, this is something that is so in the New Testament. And uh, so I wanted to explore just one portion of Scripture that actually, um, that actually talks about that. And that's Acts uh, chapter 13, uh, verse 1 through 3. So we have to, we have to recognize that, that as a, as, let's just can I just give me permission to say apostolic center? Is that okay? So just, you guys just go ahead and say it. Turn to your neighbor and say it. Whoa. Turn to another person and say it so they really hear it a lot. So I hear you say it a lot. Okay, good. All right, all right. So I know that, you know, so we're the ecclesia of God. We're, we're here to gather governmentally. And, uh, and the Lord wants to build and continue to build these apostolic bases all around the world, right? And so as an apostolic center, we are committed to um, building foundations. We're committed to equipping others. And some of those people will be landing in other nations like I, like I shared. And they'll share. So I'm trying to I'm trying to do a little dance here because I don't want to take away anything that Gina's going to say. Or, and Johnny's actually going to say something, I think. Yeah. He's nervous, man. So, um, and so let's take a look at the, the, uh, the book of Acts 13, verses 1 through 3. Okay. I'll be reading out of the NIV 1980 
I think, four. So not the Passion Translations, which I encourage you to grab those six. Grab all six of them if I were you uh, and give them away. But I do want to say just a little, little side note is that they are going to come out with a full, genuine leather one supposed to be in February. And um, this is the one that we have is kind of bonded leather. And I just want to encourage only New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, and the Song of Solomon. But you might want to wait for that if you have like a thousand bucks. So <laughs> I think it's 150 bucks. These are 39.99. 49, 59. Okay, so verse one. Now in the now every single time you see church in your Bible, it's the word ecclesia. All right? So they've translated it, church. So I'll read it the way it was written. Now in the ecclesia at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius, the Cyrene, this other dude, uh, who was brought up through Herod, the, the Tetrarch, Ark, and Saul. And while they were worshiping the Lord in fasting, the Holy Spirit set apart, Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them out. So let's just jump into, let's just kind of take this verse by verse for a few moments this morning. When we see the word church in uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 1, it is the ecclesia in Antioch. Now, the, the church, the ecclesia church was born uh, in Jerusalem, which we see in Acts chapter 1 and, and Acts chapter 2. Jesus said, you know, wait and tarry for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What's always amazing to me, even if I talk about Acts chapter 2, was that these disciples who had been with Jesus for three years needed the power of the Holy Spirit to come on them so they could actually do the works of Christ. And so it's important for us in the body of Christ to not only have the Holy Spirit in us, we need the Holy Spirit on us. And that's what we see in Acts chapter 2. We see the Holy Spirit coming on them. And the, the, the word there in Acts 1 is referenced to or means when the baptism, we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it actually means the ability to do. So they were actually given the ability to do the works of Jesus as the Holy Spirit came on them. That's why it's so important for you and for me, each and every, you know, I was, I was going to say each and every moment, but throughout the day, is to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit because he is the one that falls on us and releases the anointing through us, right? And so we even see in, in later on, I think, Acts 19, where, where people would just touch the, you know, they would just have aprons, you know, clothes that Paul wore and they will ship them out to actually heal the sick because the spirit, the, the anointing is tangible. And so, so we see in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 this, this power of the Holy Spirit coming on them. But if we fast forward through the book of Acts and we're at, we're at Acts chapter 
eight, we see that span as being about a year and a half. And so 20,000 or so people were saved in about a year and a half in the city of Jerusalem, which is crazy. That's about one-third of the city. That's like if Fremont is running 200,000, which I think it's running more than that, you know, that's a, and you take a third of that or 33% of our city being saved in one year, that's crazy, you know? So, so they were moving as an ecclesia. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were moving in signs and wonders, and Jerusalem became the place uh, through Acts chapter 1 through Acts chapter 8. Then there was a persecution, and and the center of Christianity, if I can use that word, actually moved away from Jerusalem, though it was very active, and the apostolic base became Antioch. Antioch was the place where Paul would go, and that was the place where missionaries were sent, and Antioch uh, became the, the apostolic center for Paul and for, like we see here, teachers and prophets. And so, so that being the base, they would equip, they would commission, they would build, and then they would reach their city. And what's amazing to me is that Paul, or Saul, I think in Acts 13, he's still, is he, Paul, Saul. Um, we're, we're seeing a man like Saul who is, who has been trained up as a Pharisee. He said he was the Pharisee of Pharisees to actually come under and submit to spiritual leadership. And as learned as he was, as learned as Barnabas was, um, they came under that spiritual covering of an apostolic base. And that's a lesson for us too because sometimes we can dart and do our own thing without covering. And I think it's important for us to stay in a place of covering even as the Lord is sending us. And so here they are, they're in Antioch. Maybe they know they have an idea of where they want to go, what they, what they want to do. We have prophets, we have teachers. In other words, we have the fivefold operating uh, in, this, in the Antioch church. And I want to bring to you down to verse 2. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, and it's important as we step out into ministry, we're hearing the voice of God. And so, so many, uh, I shouldn't say so many, I think that it's important not only for us to hear the voice of God for ourselves, it's important for us to actually get confirmation from those who are under, that, uh, those we, are, we have placed ourselves under. In other words, the voice of the Holy Spirit, what the Lord said he said that to all. He said it to the spiritual leadership, and he also said it to uh, Saul and Barnabas as well. So it's important to stay in a place of covering. It's important to hear the voice of God in the midst of covering so that we're actually, as people are, are uh, sent, they're commissioned. They're not, they're not parting, we're sending. And... I, I love the fact that the, the church in Antioch or the apostolic center in Antioch didn't hold on to Saul and Barnabas, but they listened to the voice of God and they responded 
and, as, and being obedient to them, they actually send them. So the Holy Spirit said, and I believe that God, is, God should be leading us and that God is speaking to us and he's also speaking to them and he's also speaking to us. And so we see this apostolic base, we see the five-fold ministry operating, we see that they're, pray, they're praying, they're worshiping together, they're fasting, and now the voice of the Lord is released. The Holy Spirit says uh, to them, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So the Holy Spirit releases a con confirming word that's, that's embraced by leadership that God is calling them to a new work. And you know, sometimes ministry is just work, right? It's a new chapter. It's a new, and I remember in 1990-something, you know, when you get a little older, you kind of, I believe it's 1994, the Lord began to work in this process where we were actually being led to plant Convergence House of Prayer. And so what was important for Wendy and I was that we came to our senior leader and we said, this is, this is kind of what we're sensing the Lord doing in our lives. In fact, when the senior leader came on at, we we're up in Oregon. How many have ever been through Oregon? Traveled through Oregon? Has anyone ever been to Eugene, Oregon? Yeah, did you like it? Oh, no amens. All right, so, um, so when we were, we were there, they had hired a senior pastor of, this, of Willamette Christian Center, which we were at, and uh, we told him when he came in, we said, look, we understand, like, I'm a big Raider, I mean, 49er fan, and I like Raiders too. Um, and so I just remember when new coaches come in, they always bring their staff, or they, they have the option to bring their staff, the assistant coaches. And so I told them, I said, you know, uh, you know, I know you're here, you're here for, you know, you're, you landed the, on, you know, you're here, you're now the senior pastor of the church. I just want you to know that if you want us to leave, we will leave. And I didn't say it quite like that. I said something like, I try to make it more spiritual. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Anyway, can't quite remember what I said. Anyway, it was something along the lines of, hey, if you want to bring your, your guys in, your team, I, only, I know that there's only so much money in the budget. You know, and so you can totally bring your team in. We'll step. He goes, no, we really want you and Wendy to stay here, and and so we, you know, we landed, and then through the process of our journey with him and with Willamette, when we were being moved or we felt the stirring to plant the church, we we didn't say, hey, dude, this is we're, we're out of here, we're gone. We actually came under his spiritual leadership, and we started talking about it and dialoguing. And we're just saying, we're just really feeling the stirring. We're really feeling like what, this is what the Lord might be saying. We just want to submit it to you. We want you to be praying with us. Uh, and we also would like to have the board be praying with us as well. And that's, I think, what we see here in Acts chapter 13. There's a partnership. And when people um, aren't, when people are, uh, when people don't partner, what usually what's happening is that there's a level of insecurity or fear that the people you're coming under are going to say no. 
Anyone ever been there? Can I just be real, right? So what we want to do is we want to kind of, um, we want to, we, we tend to spiritualize something. And then, so we didn't say to our senior leader that this is what God told me. Because once someone says God said something, it's hard for the, those that are in covering to feel like they can speak into your life because God said it. You're not going to argue with God, right? You're not going to go against God. So what the, the, so we didn't want to put them in that position. So what we said was, this is what we're sensing. This is what we're feeling what the Lord might be, might be doing. We've had some confirming words. We had some prophetic words that were spoken over our life. And we just want you now to begin praying and totally speak into our life. And if we're missing something, please. In fact, I was so, I was so anxious in a good way. I was really wanting him to say, yes, you are missing something. And you need to stay here because I didn't want to plant Convergence House of Prayer. Like, sorry. I was a little fearful about taking the leap of faith, taking my two kids, and going to plant a church without any income. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyone ever? Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Income, right? Food, shelter, you know, provision for your family, this kind of stuff. So, and so they sensed that the Holy Spirit was leading us and that we were actually <coughs> called to a new chapter, to a new work. And, and that's what we see here in Acts chapter 13. We see here that the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. So in the new chapter, there's a new assignment. And it's something that the Lord is calling Let's say here for Johnny and Gina and their family, the Lord's calling them to do. It's their new assignment. For them, and they'll share a little bit later, it's world missions. There's nothing more exciting to me than to actually pray over and commission a couple that has been faithful, that's been loyal, that's poured in, that's sowed, that's done wonderful things here, that we're going to be able to lay hands on them and partner with them and send them to a place where God, well, to a new calling and to a new assignment wherever it takes them, you know, and they'll share a little bit more about that. It's the Middle East or Middle East and, uh, and other places. And so to me, honestly, that there's a side of me that's like, you know what, I'm going to ache for that, for them not being here. But there's another side to me that's like, man, push the wings out and go. And I think that kind of comes along with the office you know, we want people to go. We want to send them. We want to push their wings out. We want to commission them. And I'm excited to hear about the reports that are going to take place as a result of and an extension of convergence. Oh, man, you guys. Someone say amen. Encourage me right now. All right. So God chooses and God sends uh, people out. And, you know, and I don't know if you have older kids but this year, I mean, three years ago or four years ago or five years ago, I can't even remember, you know, Jordan turned 18 years old and he's, he wanted to go to Kansas City, going to go to this Bible college there in Kansas City, you know. And so with, there's mixed emotions, right, because he's going all the way to Kansas City. He's in Grandview, Kansas City, and I had to drive him three days or two days to Kansas City. And we actually came in. It was like minus 25 wind chill. 
Kansas City. And I told Jordan, I said, do you really want to, you just want to turn around right now? You know, there was ice on the roads. There was, you know, it was, it was crazy. We're sliding and, and uh, going to Kansas City. But, and so, and so, sorry. And so it was true. I'm just telling you the true story. So uh, where was I? Kansas City. Yes. And so there was something, um, of course, I don't want to, you know, Wendy's a little bit more on the emotional side. I know it's hard to believe. Um, and so, so, you know, she's the mom who's like, don't go, you know. I know God's calling you, but, you know. And so that's that mother, you know. And I'm, I'm not like, go. I'm just like, okay, I'm excited about the next chapter of your life. I'm excited about your identity in God. I'm excited about what he's going to do. And we just had that happen with Lydia. Lydia just said, she's here today, back from Bethel, which is exciting. Um, Bill can't have you. But, um, but, you know, even she just turned 18. And when she graduated from high school, she's going to school, Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. And it's like, Jordan was in Kansas City. That's a five-hour flight and who knows how long by car. Reading's only three and a half hours, you know. That's... Does that seem long to anybody in this room, three and a half hours? Okay, not bad. And so, though we're like, we'd love to have her home, there's something about releasing her to the next chapter, releasing her to the next place of her calling where that's developed and that's nurtured. And so, in a lot of ways, I feel the same way with Johnny and Gina and their family. I feel like... They're part of our family, a big family, but as they are, as the Lord is anointing them and the Holy Spirit is saying to them, clearly, this is what I want you to do, and then there's this, there's this coming together, there's this partnering that we as a church family partner with them as we commission them to actually go into the next season. And the deposit that we've made with them and for them over the last seven years, how they poured into us, how you poured into them. I mean, honestly, you guys, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And it's, uh, you know, there's a side of like Lydia or Jordan. There's a side of like we miss them, you know. But we're, but I mean, I can, no, they don't Facebook anything. But I could, I can text them. I can call them. I can FaceTime them. I can, well, you can, they're not going to Facebook, but. Facebook them, Instagram on a comment. I mean, there's so many ways of staying connected that we didn't have 30 years ago, if you know what I'm saying, right? 100 years ago, 50 years ago, you had to write a letter, right? Back in the day when you actually had a pen and a piece of paper and you wrote a letter or you sent a card or, you know, whatever. And I'm just telling you that there are, there are insurmountable n- numbers of ways to stay connected. And uh, while they're gone, I mean, yesterday morning, I was up Saturday, Saturday morning, I had a, I had a conference, wait, what was it? I used something called Zoom. Has anyone ever heard of Zoom? It doesn't mean going fast. It's, it's like Skype. Has anyone ever used Skype, right? So I'm on this thing at five o'clock in the morning with 29 other people from around the world and we're looking at each other on our laptop, and we're talking about Ecclesia at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning 
with these other people all around the world. I mean, to me, that's incredible technology that you can open up your laptop and you're talking to people from China. I mean, I'm talking to this, this woman's interceding and she's asking me questions from China and we're all in real time. I mean, that's crazy. So I just want to encourage you guys that as we, as we just kind of take this meeting, I just felt like it was important. It was important teaching time. I, mean, I want to take opportunities, these teaching opportunities, to kind of let you guys know that, that um, we're going to be doing more sending. And that is a good thing. And you guys got to get excited with me now, all right? That, that's a... <laughs> That's a good thing because we're actually multiplying our efforts uh, around the world. And um, I'll let Johnny and Gina talk about in a moment, like what they're doing, where they're going, just in case you guys need to know. But I wrote this down, um, that in the church wineskin, we see it as separation or, or parting. But I think of the ecclesia wineskin, we see it as multiplication and sending. And so we are, we want to be, we want to multiply and we want to send and we want to commission and we want uh, everyone to jump on board. So anyway, um, in conclusion, my conclusion is that I was thinking about too in scripture, how Paul had Timothy, how Paul had Titus, he had Silas, all these ones that were sent ones and, and as they were going to different regions, even under Paul's covering, he would send Timothy to this region. He would send Titus to this region. It was Silas he would send. So they were constantly sending, but they were in communication. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have all the social media that we have. They had letters. They had, they had runners that would actually be sharing information as they went. So Paul would say, I'm sending so-and-so to give you an update on what's going on here. But I want you to see the New Testament as ecclesias are being formed, that there is a constant sending and a coming, a sending and a coming back, sending and a partnership that we see in the New Testament. And I think that's how ecclesias have, that's the paradigm of an ecclesia. It's not separation, it's not parting, it's multiplication, and it's sending. It's a commissioning that the Lord has us involved with. So with all that said, can we say amen to that? Amen. All right, does that make sense? Can someone say, turn to your neighbor and say, I think that makes sense. I'm excited about it. All right, so I'm gonna invite, uh, I'm gonna invite Johnny and Gina up, and you guys, why don't you guys come up on, Wendy, did you wanna come up too? Whenever, whenever you feel led to come on up. So, uh, and so this is not rehearsed by any means. So, did you want? To, I'll just give you the mic. Look at his Johnny's yeah, just staring at me. Give him a mic, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I'll try and talk to him, you know, on the side, you know. I just like, want to make sure everybody whatever. knows that okay. Johnny is not mute. He does speak. <laughs> I, just, I do speak. <laughs> he does, I swear. I swear. Okay, I want to, I'm going to share something, and then I'm going to have Johnny share something. So I'm just going to get Johnny really nervous. So he needs to, like, get warmed up. He's not usually holding a mic in front of Delight. How you doing, hon? Good. You okay? 
This is just surreal for us. I'm really not nervous. I, We're just like taking it all in because, um, you know, we just love this place so much. We're just so thankful for all of you guys. We're so thankful for what God has done over the last seven and a half years. And um, we just, I think the one of the things that I just wanted to say was that, you know, we, we have been here seven and a half years. And as I was just kind of reflecting on, on the last, you know, this season of our life, um, you know, Seahop was actually like a real place of refuge for our family. It was a place where, you know, we, we took a lot of prayer. We prayed for a year before we moved here and, and really sought the Lord to where would be a refuge and a place for our children where they would feel, um, where they would feel safe. And the Lord had given me a picture years before that of the greenhouse and putting them in a greenhouse where they could really grow and thrive in God. And I remembered being a children's pastor and I remembered how, you know, the kids that I ministered to here 20 years ago that um, were now just really on fire for the Lord, like that guy right there. Yeah. And that guy right there. Yeah. I won't say it. I won't say P-O-S-T-E-R. I won't say that. Um, <laughs> And, you know, just seeing, like, how they loved Jesus. They didn't just love Jesus still, you know, but years later they were serving Jesus and serving in ministry and leading worship. And, and I was just like, you know, if this house has that kind of an impact, then I want my kids in that environment. Like, I want my kids to be raised in an environment where they're not just going to, like, barely make it, but they're going to thrive and they're going to, like, be on fire. And I want them to have the best chance. You know, I want to put them in an environment where they have the best chance to, you know, it's like, I know academics are great. I know all the other stuff's great, but like at the end of the day, the, you know, like to put your kids in an atmosphere where they can really grow in God in, in like a greenhouse and in an incubator kind of environment. And, um, and so like, I just, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that Convergence House of Prayer is a refuge and it's a resting place for the presence of the Lord and that it's that place for us. And all of you have converged here at different points of time in your life, but we all have that in common that we've come here. We've been drawn by the presence of the Lord and it's the presence of the Lord that actually draws us here and keeps us here and grows us and, you know, settles those things in our hearts and heals our hearts. And so I'm just so, so grateful um, for that. So I'm going to let Johnny share something because I have something bigger to share. So there you go. How are you doing? So you were warmed up? Okay. Is that good? I actually took notes because I, I knew that I was. <laughs> you took notes while I was speaking? Uh, no. <laughs> um, if there's anything that our lives here um, represented or people that have learned from, from us, our family, um, or I've what we've represented, I just, um, I just want people to, to remember that we loved people unconditionally. Um, we love people. We've prayed for people. There's some people that, that, ha that are here that I remember. Um, I, there was a couple that I just prayed for, and they were going through some hard times, and I just I remember praying and crying and crying for people, crying for this couple. And there's nothing that draws you closer to someone when you intercede for them. There's a, there's a part of you that become there's a part of them that becomes a part of you that you can only uh, experience when you've um, prayed and interceded for them. Um, I want people to remember that we gave generously. I can't tell you how many times, even in the midst of our greatest test of finances, we were, the, the Lord just showed up in such a miraculous way that we, it literally would bring tears to my eyes. Um, I felt a fear of the Lord 
um, that I've never experienced before in, in most of those moments. But um, not a fear of being scared, but knowing that he's there helping us, guiding us, speaking to us, and speaking through others, which reminds me of a story. Um, there was an, an older couple that, and I've said this story to a few of you, that an uh, older couple that Gina and I were really close to while we were at the Roosevelt House of Prayer. This couple had been like spiritual parents to us over several years, and we'd been in their life, and we'd seen them struggle financially, and they were both at a retirement age. They both had not been so good at health, you know, on and off, things that had happened. Anyway, a couple of years ago, Gene and I were going through some financial challenges, and we were in the process of trying to fix our credit. Is there really a time when you're not trying to fix your credit? <laughs> so um, we had been a little short that month on some bills, and out of nowhere, this couple calls us, and they ask us, hey, um, we need, can we get your guys' account number? And I'm like, what do you, what does that mean? They just, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted our bank account number. And I'm like, um, okay. That is, they felt really impressed on the Lord that they wanted to, to give us money. And I immediately thought to myself, how is it that this guy is offering to help us in our finances, even though I know that this couple is, they're on a fixed income. I start telling him, come on, man, you don't have to do that. He proceeded to tell me that recently him and his wife were blessed financially and they really wanted to give towards us and uh, give an offering towards us. And I was just kind of in utter disbelief. But the next words he told me stuck with me from that day forward. And he said to me, the money doesn't belong to me anyway. It belongs to the Lord. None of it belongs to me. None of my belongings, my money, my stuff, everything I own on this earth belongs to the Lord. I'm only here to steward it and make sure that, that it gives God his glory. Needless to say, that truly impacted me from that day forward. And he's right. Nothing we own is ours. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And that's, there's probably several dozen stories I could tell you that I could share with you. Uh, moments that um, we've had groceries showing up at our doorstep and um, not knowing where it came from. But uh, these are the rules that we live by and that, and that I hope that we have made an impact in this community and that um, I really don't want to cry, so. <laughs> but just love you all. So that's it. I did it. <laughs> Aww. Well, um, yeah, and I was just kind of reflecting too. I was just thinking, you know, if there's... Things that, like, like I would, I would hope that, like, you know, as Johnny and I have sowed, um, you know, a part of us, a part of, like, mentoring people and discipling people and just being in your lives, um, you know, there's a few things that kind of stand out to me um, as well as um, just being generous. And um, part of the things, like, um, I actually read a text that my husband texted Andrew, and um you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about, you know, he was saying, like, you know, the guy I used to be was like a guy who, it was just like not this guy. And, and you know, it's just really interesting the places we've been and the last I've been saved, I don't know how many years now, 23, 25 years. And, um, you know, like that person that I used to be is not that person I am now. And, you know, so, so it's just, I just wanted to, you know, kind of add on to, to generosity you know, we live, we live by the rule of generosity, um, and we hope that we've demonstrated that. I also really hope that um, there's a couple, there's three other things that I just wanted to 
you know, really leave you guys with um, just as far as like what we feel our contribution is. Um, and again, I don't think that's it. I mean, like, I hope it continues. <laughs> but um, one of the first things is if you've ever heard me uh, speak, you know, you'll know that like one of my biggest passions is prayer. And um, I just hope that you leave impacted that your time spent in prayer is never wasted, that it's the best way that you could ever spend your time. And um, at, I remember one time we were at a set on a, it was a Thursday night in the old building and we were singing this song and we spontaneously went into this, um, this song. I was meditating on, um, you know, like on the idea of being an empty nester and how, you know, when you're empty nesters and the kids are all leaving the house and then you turn and you look at each other and you're like, you know, what do you have left? Like, what are you talking about when you're not talking about the kids? What do you, you know, it was just, and I was kind of reflecting about at the end of the age when I'm sitting with Jesus and the ministry's gone, you know, the businesses I've built are gone, the ministries I've developed are gone, and it's just me and Jesus. And I was kind of meditating on like Jesus and me as empty nesters, right? And, um, you know, and we kind of wrote this spontaneous song that night, um, you know, at the end of it all, it's just you and me. And, you know, when I come face to face, I want that first love to be alive. I want to be so in love with Jesus when I'm 80 and when I'm 90 and for eternity as I, as I did when I was like 23 and I, you know, or, or I was 19, you were 22. I don't know, when we got saved, you know, I want to, I want to be just as on fire as I was then. And I don't want to ever lose that. And so I just, I want, I want to leave you guys knowing that the most important relationship that you have on this planet is your relationship with the Lord. Naked we come, naked we leave. And at the end, it's just you and Jesus. That's it. It's just you and Jesus. Um, the second thing that I hope that we've really, um, that we've really <laughs> impacted and demonstrated with our lives is our level of faith. You know, we've had to step out of the boat lots and lots of times. <laughs> and I'm just like, um, so if you guys want to pick up my newsletter, um, I, I printed some out and they're on the lobby desk, the connections desk. And the title of my newsletter is Moving? Question mark? In the winter? Question mark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, like when Johnny and I decided to get married, Wendy said, married? In December? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know what to say. All I know is that we've just lived, we've lived a life just consistently demonstrating stepping out of the boat. And we really hope that We've challenged your faith, and we really hope that you will continue to walk in faith and not by sight. That's a big part of what we carry. And um, uh, the last thing is to contribute, you know, to share your life. Um, so I always say, a.k.a. be the change. So a community will not grow when we all just sit around and wait for somebody else to do something right? And so I just hope that Johnny and I have really demonstrated that we're the kind of people who, when we see something, we jump in and we do it. 
We don't wait until it comes to us. We don't wait until we can do it perfectly. We don't wait for excellence. I love excellence, but when something needs to be done, we look at what we have and we do it with what we have. I don't ever want to be like the person who took that one talent and buried it. In fact, if I have a fear, that's my fear. You know, I fear that I would just sit and hide and, and, and not do anything. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that. And so I really hope that we've impacted you to be contributors, to be givers, to share your life with people, to take risks, to, you know, not, not to be, not to be, an, um, not to isolate yourself. And I used to think of it as like networking, but it's bigger than networking. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's if you don't expand who you talk to and who you communicate with and who you share your life with, then it, it lessens your enjoyment of life and what Christ died for us to have. You know, when you, share, when you don't share your life, you're the one who misses out. And, and I hope we've demonstrated that well, that, that we don't want anyone to miss out. We want you to have all that God has for you. So, um, you know, lastly, in closing, <laughs> we have had such an amazing privilege of knowing PG and Wendy for 21 years. And we just love them so much, and we're just so blessed to have them in our lives. And um, it's really cool that um, I actually prayed about this day for a long time because when we moved back here, I knew that, like, I, I knew that at some point we, we knew we were headed into missions, but we wanted to be sent. We didn't want to just, like, go do our thing, you know? We, we really felt strongly that we wanted to be a part of Pastor Greg and Wendy's ministry. We wanted to partner with them. We wanted to build with them, and we wanted to be sent. And, and that was really, really important to my heart. Um, and so we were, in the early days, we were in ministry with them for a little over three years, like almost four years. And then um, we moved away. And we, I tried to do the stay-home mom thing. It didn't really go well. And then, um, you know, I've tried a few things. And uh, <laughs> we tried, like, to kind of do, do ministry kind of part-time. And, you know, we found, we found, like, a good balance, I think, now. We've, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary a few days ago. And Pastor Greg married us. And uh, we made all of our children watch the video. And they said, wow, Pastor Greg's hair looks really black. <laughs> they did not say, Pastor Greg looks like, no, they didn't say that. But, um, but, but I will never forget when Pastor Greg said, he was waiting to pronounce us husband and wife. And he said, there will be a reception following Johnny and Gina's kiss. That's what he said. So for those of you who've been, who have had the, how many of you guys have been married by Pastor Greg? <laughs> There's a crew. We could have a whole like dinner party. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they learned though, because they waited at least a month to come back to church. Before, you know, so they're not coming in the back door with you saying, sorry. All right. Mixed company, mixed company. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so one of the things that I love about Pastor Greg, and I've shared this before, but some of you guys might not know this. One of the most amazing things about his leadership that I just really adore is that um, no matter what crazy ideas I have, 
And believe me, there's a lot. <laughs> he, he, he always like, I was I don't understand. Why do you let me do these things? Why do you let me go and get big posters made and then they're spelled wrong? You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and, and he, you know, his, uh, his retort is always like, you know, you don't clip an eagle's wings. And so he's the kind of leader that will let you fly and he'll let you soar and he'll let you, he'll let you make a mess and he'll be there to love you through it. And I just really, really appreciate that about both of you guys. And um, I'm not going to play a sad song or anything. Woo! No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, okay. Got through that one. Okay. And then um, uh, the second thing, too, is that, you know, they've established a culture where, like, Johnny and I have just always really felt believed in. You know, like, you know, it's that thing that, like, um, the only other person I know, like, who makes me feel that way is, like, my, is my dad. You know, who makes me feel like, you know, I can do anything. And so when you say, like, you know, I've got this great idea, it's not about, um, it's not like, okay, well, um, how are you going to do that? And, well, I don't know, and maybe you should pray about that more, and maybe we should get, some, you know, get someone on the phone to kind of, you know, mentor you through that. It's like, you know, there's just belief from the get-go. If there's, it's, it's just, um, I can't really describe it other than, you know, you just feel believed in. You feel like in this environment, you feel like you can do anything. And you almost kind of lose the sensation of reality sometimes. You know, I do. Because I just think I can do anything. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I can't do anything. But, you know, you, you kind of, um, in this culture, you know, you just feel really believed in. And so it's a safe place to experiment, to try things, to take risks, to spread your wings. And, and I really appreciate that. And that's been um, that's been the greatest blessing, and I, I believe that's a culture that um, Pastor Greg and Wendy have put into us that we want to carry everywhere we go, and we want to continue to impart that, um, the culture here. So, um, so I have a, a lastly, lastly thing. Is that okay? Are you guys okay? Is that okay if I, like, I got, like, a lot to say. I didn't think I would. But is it okay if I give you guys a Bible verse? Is that all right? Can you guys handle it? Can you handle the TLV? I know we're like all up in arms about like the Passion Translation right now. But, um. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Okay, um, so one of my all-time favorite verses in the world that I've never talked about, um, and I just was meditating on it, and the Lord really impressed this on me yesterday. Um is uh, Luke chapter 9. It's actually in three of the Gospels, I believe. But in Luke chapter 9 was where I was reading it the other day. And um, Jesus, uh, Jesus is teaching and people are following him. And um, this man comes up to him and says, um, you know, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus responds to him in verse 58, Luke 9:58. Yeshua said to him, foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. And um, I, I remember sitting in a Bible study when I was like first saved. I was like in this like career adult study and we had like a list of these like really weird scriptures, you know, like, okay, let's talk about this one. What does this one mean? You know, and it was, and this was on the list of like, as we were going through them and I knew like nothing about the Bible at that time. 
And, um, and I, I just like instantly, I was like, yeah, of course, I know what that means, you know, like, and I was just so shocked that they were even like talking about this in a circle. And I just had like this revelation of this passage and it, it's just always kind of been imprinted in my heart. And um, I just wanted to, to share that um, actually it's, there's a little bit of a misinterpretation when it says, but the son of man, because the son of man um, Actually, the word for son in this particular verse is the same word that's used all throughout the New Testament for servant. So actually, it's, it's not son like an inherited son, like you're my biological son. It's the type of son like if you're an employer and you say to your young, the young guy that's working for you, come here, son. Let me, you know, let me show you how it's done. It's that kind of a son. And so it's more of a servant, you know, someone who's, who's learning. And um, so Jesus is, is talking about himself. He's putting himself in a position of not God's son, not deity. So when he was referring to himself in this, in this office, he's saying the servant, you know, like the servant of all. And the word man is actually hu- humanity or mankind. So actually he's saying the servant of humanity has no place to lay his head. And, and understanding what Jesus is calling us to is what is really impactful. When you say foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the servant of all has no place to lay his head. That would be like Pastor Greg saying, but the senior pastor has no place to lay his head. He's not saying, he's, he's, he's telling you, if you want what I have, you'll have to lay down what I've laid down. If you want the fruit that you see in my life, you'll have to sow the seed that I've sown. So, so this verse where Jesus is saying, hey, you want to follow me, count the cost. If you want to live like me, signs, wonders, miracles, right? If you want to see all this, you're also going to need to die for me. You're also going to need to lay your life down. I can't promise you an internship. I can't promise you a job. I can't promise that you're going to get paid. And I can't promise you housing in the Bay Area. But but, but know what you're saying yes to when you sign up to follow Jesus. And and that, um, that's something that's just always been branded on me. And that's this scripture, you know, like I can teach all of these other things, but this scripture is where it comes from. You know, this passage is where those life lessons and the, the impartations that Johnny and I live by and, and the way we lead and the way we raise our family and hopefully by the way we, um, we minister to, to the people in our lives, um, you know, this is the foundation Foxes have dens and the birds of the air have nests. But Jesus, the servant of all, the servant of all humanity, has nowhere to lay his head. And we have taken that on. So when we go, we go fully excited about having no idea what we're going into. And that's okay. That's, it's, you know, that's not what he promised. He didn't promise that we'll have perfect provisions. He didn't promise that all of our bills will be paid. He didn't, he, you know, he, he promised us 
that even the servant of all doesn't know day to day where he's going to be sleeping, right? And so um, I just wanted to leave you with that because um, I, I know that there is a bittersweetness for some of, some of you guys who've known us for a while. It does seem bittersweet, but thank God we have, you know, we have newsletters and we have email and we have texting and we have Facebook and we have all of those things um, to stay in touch. But for us, it's not bittersweet. For us, it's, it's, I really pray that the seed that we've sown here, it continues to get watered and you guys like continue to walk out. Like I believe that when we step aside, we're gonna see even greater fruit coming out of this place. And I would have loved to see it double and triple while we're here, but I know that the moment we leave is, you guys are gonna go to two services. So, <laughs> right? Okay, so um, I, have a little, I have a little video I just wanna play real quick. This is just like a little object lesson that the Lord kind of gave me this vision and I just put it to, it's, I just put it to a, I don't know, two-dimensional. I made it four-dimensional. <laughs> I took this thing in my head and I made it come out on a screen. It was, I know, it was miraculous, you guys. Another Christmas miracle. The foyer's warm and I have a video. Two Christmas miracles in one day. Right, Grandma Susie? All right, so go ahead and play that. And I'm just gonna read something while it's playing. Just not the slideshow, the movie, yeah, okay. Sometimes we only see one part. We have times in our lives where we're very focused on one thing and maybe even consumed. But then that season passes and suddenly it's a new season and we wonder what was all that focus I invested for? Maybe we won't see it right away and maybe we won't see it for years down the road. But we can be sure that God sees the whole picture he sees how all these pieces fit together in eternity's perspective. And when I was younger, I was consumed with instant results. And sometimes I'd lose the perspective of the big picture. And I believe God cares about the details, but I also believe God cares about the big pictures. The choices that we all have to part with or include in our lives for the sake of the big picture. We only see in part, but someday... I know that we will see how all those parts fit together. And if you'd like one of those nice family portraits, you can talk to Joanne after service. <laughs> Did I get a plug for everything? <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have. Stay in touch and get our newsletter. And um, email, our email's on there if you want to be on our mailing list. We'll be sending an email every two to three weeks in the first couple months um, because things are moving quickly and changing rapidly all the time. I just want you to know that I, I don't think I'm going to get this version, but I really like it. I'm a forerunner, though, so like just you are a make a note in your calendar for three years from now. Do you know you can do that? You can tell Siri. <laughs> Remind me three years from now that Pastor Greg said oh, he'll man. never own the TLV. <laughs> and then, watch. It's a, it's a great translation, <laughs> I think. So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to present you something. And um, I'll turn this over to Wendy. Ooh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Shocker. I'm usually the emotional one. So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
usually I rap things a lot better than this. <laughs> but <laughs> it was busy morning and weekend and you know, December again. I'm like, of all the nerve. I'm like, really? Do we need one more thing in December? I'm like, Gina and Johnny, come on. Anyway, um, yeah, that's my... So we were, as a staff, trying to figure out, what can we do? Um, and there's a couple other little things I'll mention that we're going to send with you that are part of this building, but anyway, um, no, I'm fine. It's not, <laughs> you can hold the mic and I'll still cry. <laughs> anyway, um, so we have wood left over from this building. So I actually chose the pickle barrel wood, which is out in the lobby. And for many reasons, because it, yeah, BAPTO and, yeah. So, you know, that's a long story inside. The whole pickle, you know, pickling, that whole process of being marinated and, um, oh, now they're making my pickle, pickle jokes. <laughs> so, anyway, <clears throat> it was actually... Um, our eldest daughter, Hannah's idea. She's like, well, well Mom, why don't you... Um, put a map of the world into the wood. And so I'm like, how do I do this? So um, Andrew, help me. It's going to look really kind of funny because on this side, it's, we put it together with, with actually it's, it's significant because this is actually part of the heart from Andrew's message um, a few, a, a while ago. And so, I don't know if, when he did the whole air, you know, he shot his bow and arrow. So, I, we thought that it would be really cool to have the wood glued together on part of the heart. So, that's a reminder. Um, so, anyway, so it's kind of, it's a little difficult to see because it is old wood. But um, I've engraved and into it's you'll have to see it close up like I said it's a little difficult to see on some of the over here and China and Asia it's easier to see but where we live the wood didn't change colors very well <laughs> so anyway and then it's kind of interesting because the the plaque well I have it ordered, it's not ready. So it's on paper right now, so it will be real metal. Um, yes, it says, Hyatt family, thank you for sowing seeds. Um, you can read it. <laughs> Into Convergence House of Prayer and reaping a harvest. No matter the distance, we will always be family. So basically, distance doesn't matter, right? And um, now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations. So this is yours. There will be a hook on the back too for you to hang it. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Yeah. Anyway, and then there's, I did that, yes. And the hilarious thing, I'm like, how am I gonna get it on the wood? And so who's over, let me see, how old do you have to be? Who knows about carbon paper? You have to be like over 50 probably, right? Because like, 
I even talked to a 30-year-old, and she's like, I said, you know, I had to get carbon paper. Do you know they still sell that? And she's like, looked at me, what's carbon paper? Anyway, so I had to use carbon paper and traced it, and then, yeah, I, I, uh, and I don't know, what is it, carving? Is that what it is? I used Andrew's tools. Anyhow, so you have to have the right tool. But anyway, the other thing, I'm gonna, we're going to give you a copy of that one painting that you requested, but it's not the original. <laughs> And then um, how many were here at the very, well, it doesn't matter. But in these ministry rooms, in the very beginning, there was lights in there that were horrible <laughs> because they didn't light up the room. But the coolest thing that they did is they made a Star of David on the light, on the wall. Like it was one of those. So we're going to give them one of those lights because Israel is like in the center of their heart. But it's too funky to bring up here, you know. Anyway. Love you. Awkward moment. All right. I just wanted to give her any room for she wanted to say anything. So she doesn't have to. So you said lots. Okay. Anything more? So, um, all right. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take an offering for them. And um, so uh, we're going to have the ushers or our usherettes. Um, and they're going to come down. We want to bless them real good. If you are on push pay, you could just go to offering and then put down Hyatt, Hyatt family, I guess. If you make if you're writing checks, write them out to Convergence House of Prayer, and we just want to bless them uh, as they as they venture over to Kansas City, and <clears throat> and while that's you know, so, Lord, just bless this offering as they bless, as we get to bless them in Jesus' name, Amen. You guys can go ahead, and I just I do want to say, um, you know, everything that she said about me is totally true. Um, I'm kidding. So. Uh, what I wanted to say was, so in our, just, just three years ago when we were going through all the stuff that we were going through, you know, it says in the scriptures, it says there's friends that stand closer than a brother. And I just want to say thank you for, to Johnny and Gina for, uh, in that, that real dark season for probably the hardest season for us in ministry that, um, that they believed in us, uh, in that season. And you can't, you can't. Money can't buy that, you know, and it's just how supportive you guys have been and how you guys believed in us as we believed in you and how that worked together. And so we just want to say thank you for that. So, All right. So what I like to do is I like to, I like to have you guys go stand in the front there. If you guys if you want to take your plaque, you can, yeah. On the floor. Yeah, so Nancy uh, and the kids, if you guys wouldn't mind coming up too, we want to pray over you. We want to commission you. We just want to lay hands on you. We want to pray over you and commission you. And uh, so I need our staff here, if there's board members and their wives, if you're here, 
if you wouldn't mind coming up. And any, uh, any of the prayer servants, if you're a prayer servant and you have your prayer servant tags or whatever, um, we would love, you don't have to have them on, but you're a prayer servant, recognized as a prayer servant, we would love to have you come up as well. And we want to pray. Uh, and then after we pray, I am going to scoot them out the side door. So they're going to come out the side door. And then they're going to be in the lobby. We'll have some light refreshments, and you guys could chat with them. And But please, you know, they want to get to everybody, so a 15-minute talk was not going to probably be prudent at this point. So, um, But we do want to pray for them. I'd like to have all you guys stand up together, and I just want you to be a part of this part of this prayer. And if you wouldn't mind, if you would, would just stretch out your hand uh, toward them. And let's just go ahead. Let's just, you guys just go ahead and begin praying. Just, just pray. If you don't know what to pray, just pray blessing, provision, you know, everything that, that as we commission them. And then I'll, I'll jump in here in about 10 or 15 seconds. So go ahead. You just go ahead and begin praying. Lord, we just thank you for uh, the Hyatt family. Lord, for all the kids, we just lay hands on them. We just pray over them. We just bless them in the name of Jesus. Luke, right there in the name of Jesus. Hannah, we just bless you in the name of Jesus. Ezra and Trinity and Eileen, we just bless you guys in the name of Jesus. Let's just cover them in prayer, the kids. We just say, we just call the destiny of God over you to the fullness of every one of your calling as you discover that, that God would, as you step into this new season, that the Lord would show himself in greater measure than you've ever known before, that you would encounter the life and power of Jesus and that the things that God would be, would be they would be yours, they would become yours and that you would embrace that. So we just release you to the fullness of your calling and we just thank you for for you for all of you in the name of Jesus. And we just want to lay hands on Johnny and then lay hands on And we just pray covering over you guys in the name of Jesus. And we just send you out. We commission you from Convergence House of Prayer, from this Antioch that's here in the Bay Area. We just release you to the fullness of your calling. Everything that you've learned up till now, God's going to use it in greater measure. I just pray for a double anointing in everything, in resourcing, in gifting, in provision, and Lord, in relationships, in networking, in favor, in the name of Jesus. And I just want to say that the nations better be ready for the Hyatt family because they're coming. And we just released the, the Middle East, a greater level of anointing for the Middle East, favor, in Israel, favor, in Cyprus, favor, in all the countries and nations of the Middle East, and that the power of God would be on you, but flow through you, that the Lord would give you wisdom just from heaven, a drop-down wisdom that you're going to need, and Lord, provision will come in the name of Jesus. So we surround you. We love you. We love you as people. We love the calling of God that's on your life. We love the destiny and where the Lord's pointing you. And we just want to continue to get around you, support you, encourage you in any way we possibly can. And believing for the good report that's going to come back, the, the great report that's going to come back 
films and footage and documentaries all over like this thing this 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 happened for the Hyatt family so we bless you in the name of Jesus we bless you in the name of Jesus Gina and we just pray favor and abundance in the name of the Lord Jesus and everybody said amen amen, amen. all right Nancy oh we haven't stopped yet Nancy come on let's pray for Nancy everyone just lay hands on her too we thank you for the mamas we just thank you, Lord, for the heritage. We thank you for the intercession. We thank you, Lord, that that would continue. And God, that she would gain strength as she, gain, as she goes older like all of us, that you would give her supernatural strength, supernatural wisdom in the name of Jesus, provision on every side, favor in Jesus' name. And may she continue to speak life to her grandchildren and to her children in the name of Jesus. We thank you for all of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To stay in touch with Johnny and Gina, please make sure to check out GinaHyatt.com. And thank you for listening.